What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? Welcome in. What's the spread? We are back. Brad, off and running. Here we go. Uh, Another weekend of college football and NFL to talk about. COVID is still... Very rampant in the United States. It's election week, but the only thing that we're looking at right now, besides the election, <laughs> is what is going on in football this weekend. We're still having games. The Pac-12 is underway. Oh my! Finally, this weekend, which is really exciting. I think Maction. We had Maction yeah, earlier had in the Maction, week, which yes. very cool. Uh, very cool schedule for the Mac to just have everybody play on the same night. Thank on God a, on a Wednesday. Really fun. Um, I think all the conferences are back in play now. Yeah, right. I think so. Uh, from here to the end of the season, it's really just going to be a sprint yes. to the finish. No one catch COVID because we are sprinting yeah. and we're leaving you behind. Exactly. And getting right into it, man. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence in the biggest game of the year, COVID protocol, not able to play this weekend. We have a perennial playoff preview. Number one, Clemson. Number four, Notre Dame. Clemson, five and a half point favorites here. Man, I just feel like... I mean, going into the season, we, this game was already on the schedule. Yes. Either way, whether yes. or not Notre Dame was going to be an official member of the ACC or not, this game was already on the schedule. Uh, but now uh, we have a possibility where these teams could meet again in the ACC championship. Yes, double, double dose, amazing. So we have a uh, young star here, five star, <laughs> that we're going to go ahead and before we start talking about this game, let's go ahead and try to pronounce this young man's game. Because I feel like I've heard multiple pronunciations. I think I've already got it. It's Big Five Inco. Big, yeah, apparently, which is the worst, <laughs> worst that's nickname the worst ever. nickname I've ever heard. But I'm, I'm wondering, besides that, because <laughs> this teammates just can't be, I mean, they just got to call him DJ, right? Yeah. They, <laughs> all right. Let me go ahead and give it a go. Go ahead. Without looking at the, the, the phonetic spelling. Yeah. DJ Uwangalele. Oh, shoot. I think that's exactly what you said. Well, I think uh, what you did there was, I liked that silent E or silent U that you had in the beginning. DJ... I I pronounce the W more in the beginning or the, the U, U, but which is which I guess is a W. <laughs> DJ Weungalele, D DJ Weungalele, <laughs> Weungalele. Okay, that's the phonetic spelling is we Ungalele, but ESPN was pronouncing it a little bit different. Yeah, they were like so, What was it? Weungalele, Weungalele. This kid, no matter how you pronounce his name, is a. He's a stud. Wow. He's a stud. I mean, here's the thing, man. Uh, let's talk about that BC game last weekend yes. where it was the biggest comeback in Clemson school history. Yes. And it was an amazing comeback led on the backs of a former five-star future yep. Heisman candidate. I mean, the Clemson defense held Boston College to 68 total yards in the second half. They, en- they end up winning the game only by six. Yes. So if it wasn't for the defense making those adjustments and just shutting down the entire BC attack... Clemson would have had the loss. Clemson I mean, it took easily. a perfect defensive performance in the second half for Clemson to have time to build that It's comeback. like Venables was in the locker room and said, this hangs on your shoulders. Yeah. You are our backbone for this game. They rallied around the defense and, oh my God, pulled back an amazing... Listen, I had people texting me saying, did you take Boston College? They're going to win. I did take Boston College... Um, First quarter points and first half points because I just thought when you have a, a younger quarterback you can mm-hmm. get more options for the other team to score. I mean, all I do is score a single point in the first quarter and yep. I win. But no, I did not have Boston College money line. No, I did not have Boston College plus the points. That game 
was amazing. And look, Miles, limited preparation time for them to prepare for this game with DJ um, under center. Now we have DJ under center for an additional week right. playing against this Notre Dame team. Who do you like? I like Clemson here. Minus five and a half. Uh, I'm I'm riding Clemson. I think that they're not taking that big of a step back at QB. Um, he's looked really, really good. And as you said, the extra week of preparation, I still have not been that impressed with Notre Dame yes. uh, this year. And the home field advantage is not a factor. No. So... I'm going with the Tigers. I'm going with the Tigers as well. Miles, I think the Clemson's in danger, uh, Notre Dame's in danger of losing by double digits. Clemson hasn't covered in the last three out of the four games, and we know Notre, we know, oh my God, I keep flipping up. Let me slow down. Notre Dame hasn't covered in the last three out of their, what, five games, four games. We know Clemson hasn't covered in their last two. But this is a five, five and a half point spread. Where, Where Notre Dame struggles is on the perimeter with speed. Clemson's fast in every single position. Notre Dame will do what Notre Dame does year in and year out, goes to the big games, and proves that it cannot compete against these straight powerhouses. Yeah. And, th- and that's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Because with Clemson, we know that they tend to uh, not struggle, but they play differently against lower-ranked yes. opponents than they do than in the big games. Yes. And this right here is, is, a, is a showcase, top-four matchup, and on the other side of the ball— Notre Dame, as you said, they don't show up to big games. No. I mean, night in and night out, they do not. Uh, and especially against the Clemson. I mean, if this was a Notre Dame, like against, uh, you know, anybody else that's not Clemson in Ohio State, yes. like, I would, you know, like if Notre Dame, you know, has a big game against Miami or if they have a big game against uh, USC, yeah. they can show up for those. Yes. But we're talking about the top, one of the best programs the in the country. Programs. Yeah. And Clemson, generally, when they don't cover, it's at home, and the spread is just gigantic. Right. Clemson on the road as favorites are eleven yeah. and two. I don't the think spread. this game is close. No, I really I, don't. I would have liked it at eight and a half. I thought. It, I, I thought like I think that line opened originally on offshores around eight and a half, which was somewhere around I thought it was where it'd be. Give me five and a half all day. Ian Book is not going to pick apart this defense. No, the only way Notre Dame is in this game is if. Clemson makes defense on offense and turns the ball over. Like what Clemson's been bugging Clemson's fumbles, uh, special team errors. Right. But you and know, early in the game, early in the game, what changes the complexion so get rid of, the game. of that? Yeah, and it's a totally different ball game, and it becomes a little bit different. Uh, so I like Clemson to win my double digits here, and yes. I also like Clemson to win my double digits again in the ACC championship I do too. game. Uh, you know, barring that Notre Dame gets there, but it's looking pretty good. All right, what's next? Next, we have the world's largest cocktail party. We have number eight Florida traveling, to, not traveling, playing Georgia in Jacksonville. Surprise, this game's still at a neutral site, but I love it. Georgia, three and a half point favorite. Who you got? All right, uh, so this is a game that we talk about every year, and thankfully, this year is no different. Florida, Georgia. Florida is 0-3 against the spread in their last three meetings with Georgia. But this year, I like the Gators with the points, plus three and a half. Really happy that they're getting that many. This is, for me, this is not Trask versus the Georgia defense. This is Trask versus Bennett. And Bennett, five interceptions in his last two games. A 14-3 win against Kentucky where he didn't really have to do anything uh, last week on offense. I know how good the Georgia defense is. But Bama proved that with the right game plan and airing the ball out, that you can attack this Georgia defense, keep them on their heels. And I think Trask is the guy to do that. I'm going to be on the opposite side, and I'm going to use what you said kind of against you. I'm going to use the Alabama game. Okay, yeah. The Alabama game, 
was great. It was an offensive battle. But what you realize, Alabama's defense is, was not as good as they should have been early in the game. Right, but that, that's what I was going to say, too. It was an offensive battle until the second half when and Georgia then, couldn't find offense. And then Alabama clamped down on defense. I don't think Florida has that gear. Agreed. And I think that Florida's defense is so bad, they will make Stetson Bennett look like a rock star throwing for his 250 yards, wow. three touchdowns. Zaire White's going to rush for 75 yards and have a touchdown, and it will be a 28 21 or 35, 28 game, and Georgia will win in cover. Listen, Miles, you said it yourself. Look at the last three games these teams played. 42 to 7. Yep. We know we're going to scratch that game off the record because that was a totally different Florida team. But the last two matchups, 36 17, 24 17. Georgia's but it's because defense, Florida never had the offense. Yes. They never had the offense to compete against do that stout think, Georgia defense. Do you think Kirby Smart is, or the quarterback. is not going to use. That game film against Alabama to hype his defense up to to make adjustments. I think this is. I think that Florida wishes that they that Georgia played Bama later in the season because now Georgia's played a perennial offense. Mm -hmm. They will be up and ready, and they will make every adjustment necessary. I like it. Listen, man, I just feel like Trask right now is playing at such a high level that he can only be contained. He cannot be stopped. I, I know the Florida had a couple weeks off there. Yep. But for me, it's like their offense has not missed a step in, in any of their games. But that loss against Texas A&M, it does worry me. Yes. Because A&M, which is a team that's prone to mistakes yep. with Kellamon, they, they do score points. But Florida couldn't force that mistake no. all day long. So if I'm pointing out one thing where I will be tentative about going with the points with Florida, it's the fact that they could not stop A&M. But I honestly feel like, I honestly feel like Bennett just... And the Georgia offense, it's a different type of offense. And I think that they have that ability that AM had against Florida. But I think I really feel like Florida can keep up in this one. I, I really am eager to see how Florida handles the pass rush. Um yeah. they haven't had a pass rush like this yet. Yep. Agreed. I mean, Georgia's one of the few teams that can get to the quarterback with just rushing four. So it's gonna be an interesting game. Definitely gonna be a different complexion than the the past three years. And it's definitely been an interesting year in the SEC because normally I would not bet on Florida in a spot like this, but yep. in such an offensive year, I really feel good about the quarterback. All right. Next we got Saturday night football. Uh this is Really, the Pac-12 headliner. Yes. Uh, Stanford at number 12, Oregon. Oregon is 10-point favorites here. Brad, wh how do we feel about this line? I mean, it's the first week of Pac-12 football. Miles, was it too high? Listen, I've gone back and forth on this because the line opened at 13, went to 10, went to 8, but Stanford, awful at covering the spread awful. last year. 3-9 and nine against the spread last year. Four and eight was their record. Yep. Where does the improvement come? And then you have an Oregon team who will take a step back offensively, but defensively, I think they'll be even more elite, returning five defenders on on five players on the defense. I I'm taking the ten. I have yeah. to take Oregon here. It feels good to be on the right side uh, on this next game uh, together. Oregon minus ten here. And why why do we like programs like Oregon? And why do we always keep Oregon in the conversation? It's because they're recruiting and coaching at a very high yes. level. Now Stanford has David Shaw, one of my favorite coaches in the country. But my friend, you're coming off a four and eight season. As good of a coach as you are. These 10, 11 win seasons, are, are they behind you? I mean, what happened to the Stanford program? Dude, I have no... It's 3-9 and it's, nine against a spread? Oregon, all the momentum in the world. Yeah, you uh, lose your star quarterback in Herbert. Yeah. But that happens. Elite programs recover from yes. things like that. So, to me, it really doesn't matter who's starting a quarterback for uh, Oregon. 
it's that defense yes. that I don't think he's going to take a step back. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to be much improved. They have Thibodeau on the outside who's going to be reeking. Thibodeau has a chance to make himself a Nick Bosa, Joey Ooh, Bosa, no doubt, Chase man. Young. This is his year. This is his year to that, yeah. establish that. His showcase. And he's going to be going against. I mean, the back 12 in a lot of spots is pretty weak. I think this is going to be one of those uh, as a combined that the team has like six, six sacks. Yeah. And. Joe Moorhead, home run hire yes. for offense coordinator for Oregon. So they couldn't have found a better fit yeah. um, to, you know, to. I'm just glad really I have to hear pl- more cowbell again. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, play off the defense. Um, Oregon minus 10 here. I, I don't see. I see Oregon winning this game 37 to 10. Yeah. Where does Stanford find the offensive production? Exactly. Uh, they are returning their quarterback here. David uh, Mills. David yeah. Mills uh, good receiving core. Uh, they have the opportunity to have a pretty decent offense, but right now they're just showing absolutely nothing um, all over Oregon. All right, what's next? Next, ooh, big game. Big number game. twenty-three, Michigan, three-point favorite, traveling to number thirteen, Indiana. Twelve o'clock kickoff. I will go ahead and start this one. I'm going with the Wolverines here. Bounce back game after they played Michigan State. Listen, rivalry games always do something funky. I'm not. I'm not care that they didn't cover the. 20 plus points. I don't care. They got upset. Listen, people are riding this Indiana team, but they are playing a much different game this game. Yes, they played Penn State week one, but they, they honestly shouldn't have won that game. Agreed. Week two, they played against the overhyped team Rutgers. Now they play Michigan, who is needing to come back. 5 and 1 against the spread as a favorite. Listen, they were 5 and 0 oh against the favorite as a favorite in their last five games. That game against Michigan State. They were just, it was just bad timing for them. Oh, and the spread was just egregious. Unbelievable. Yes. Mark it down. This is my bet of the weekend. Michigan minus three. I love it. As long as it's Michigan minus three or lower. I, I'll, 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 listen, I'll be confident if it climbs at three and a half, four, yeah. whatever it may be. But I'm making it my bet of the weekend. Michigan minus three. Huge bounce back here. Jim Harbaugh's job is on the line, folks. Yes. You think he's laying down? It is on the line. Here's what happened last week against Michigan State. It was a surprise, yes. Michigan State had a great game plan, yes. But Jim Harbaugh was just trying to get out of that game with a W. Yes. He was just trying, and literally from the first quarter, he was just trying to avoid the L. Yes. Joe Milton is actually looking really good. Yeah, he is. But he didn't let the kid play. No. Because he was just trying to avoid the loss. If you look at his stat line, he had such a great stat line, but you, (sighs) Harbaugh has to let him go. Yeah. And, And in here... Job on the line, everything on the line. I think he's going to let Milton play, and I don't think that Indiana really has enough on either side of the football because Penix hasn't looked as good as advertised, even last week against Rutgers. And we're talking about only a three-point spread? Listen, Miles, last nine games at Indiana, who was the victor? Michigan. Enough said. You know how we treat three-point spreads. Yeah, money lines. We treat those as money lines. Exactly. And Michigan... Hasn't lost to Indiana in any game, in any capacity since 1987. We were negative four years <laughs> old the last time Indiana beat Michigan. And they're saying, they and I've heard it before, this is the year, this is the year. There's a couple years ago when Indiana took Michigan into overtime. Indiana always challenges the big boys. Yes. They always are close with them. But we listen, said that too, yes. Yeah, and we said that. Indiana got their win against Penn State. It's not going to happen here. They're done. All right. <laughs> Dog of the week. Speak of the devil, I'm going with Michigan State plus six at Iowa. Listen, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna be the, I'm gonna be the first person to say I don't send my Saturday with Iowa on the main screen. I was out of town. I put Iowa on the only television in the hotel room, and I watched that game from start 
to finish. Even when Iowa was dominating that game, I knew the entire time they were not winning that game. They are not good. They're not. Northwestern, okay, give them credit. What are they now? 2-0. Yeah. We'll give them credit. But no, Iowa is not good. Michigan State, what, um, Lombardi, Lombardi can play. They, I, I think they got past that first week where they had five-plus turnovers. Yep. Now they have a, a big upset, and they're going to look to build momentum. I'm taking this game. I don't care that's on the road. Give me the six points. Give me Michigan State to win. Not to mention, uh, yeah, it was seven turnovers. Seven, yeah. Against Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, that completely took him out of the game. Yes. And let me be clear, because I this is my dog of the week, too. Okay. Iowa falls to 0-3 this weekend. Yes. Michigan State wins the game. And this is not an overreaction for how they played against Michigan. No. It's more so just a normal reaction to the way that Iowa's playing right Iowa's now. Iowa's looked horrible. 0-3. This, mark it down, this is the beginning of the end for the Kirk Ferentz era. His time is coming to an end. Iowa's going to fall to 0-3. I don't know when the last time Iowa was 0-3. But I, I would be really curious to check out that stat because I'm sure it's been a long time. I was watching that Iowa game and like, th- what were they up by 14? Yep. And I was like, man, I kind of want to buy the other team. And I went and bought the other team at plus 12 and a half. By, but when they went up, when, when they were down four, when uh, Northwestern was down four, I was like, I have such a big cushion. I'm going to take Northwestern money line. And it worked out because when you just watch them play, this is nothing for me that's historical backing. They just are not a good football team. And yep. I think we're pretty good at identifying bad football teams early in the season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so here we go. What's the spread dog of the week? Is Michigan State plus six or six and a half? Wherever you get it. All right, before we move on to the NFL, let's go ahead and break for our sponsors. Hey, Miles. You know what would be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed where you can post about your picks see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. All right, my friend. Last weekend in the NFL, I am happy to say you and I were both 3-1. and one. Let's go. We disagreed, I think, on one game. Two games, right? Two games, We disagreed yeah. on two games. Both end up going 3-1. and one. Yes. Uh, ended up being a really good weekend. Uh, so let's go ahead and see if we can keep it going for another Sunday. Uh, the NFL is always up and down, always a uh, roller coaster ride. We got one here on Sunday night. We got a barn burner, baby. I've been back and forth one uh, all week. The Saints, the Bucks, Sunday night football. The Buccaneers are five and a half point favorites. I'll go ahead and let you start here with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, there are a couple of reasons the Bucks did not cover against the Giants. Reason one, Rojo turned the ball over deep, deep in enemy territory, <clears throat> or deep in his own territory, giving the ball, letting the Giants have the ball in enemy territory. Reason number two, Rojo got punished by um, <clears throat> by Arians because he fumbled. He only had seven carries. That The rushing attack averaged between the two less than 100 yards. Reason number three, Brady couldn't get a thing going. You know, now they potentially get Godwin back. I don't know how Drew Brees keeps up with this offense. Why? <clears throat> Drew Brees almost lost to the Bears. And this was probably the worst. Should have probably. Yeah. Worst Bears defense I, performance I've seen all season. Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is better than the Bears defensively. Not from Not from a secondary standpoint, but if a team can shut down the run, it can control the entire game. We know Alvin Kamara is going to get his through the air, but it's going to be the Alvin Kamara Drew Brees show, and that's all it's going to be. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus five and a half. 
New Orleans, in their last six games, one and six against the spread. It doesn't matter if they're favorites or underdogs. Vegas understands that New Orleans, they're a different team right now. But they're still winning games. God, and by the skin of their teeth. By, by the skin of their teeth, uh, four wins in a row, all close. Uh, the last three were three-point victories. Let's go ahead and get the debate going. I originally did have the Buccaneers here, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints plus five and a half. The line opened at my uh, Bucks minus four, and all the money started going to Tampa Bay. There's just something about this game that I feel like the Saints are going to be able to keep it within five points. There's a lot of things that scare me. Tom Brady, revenge game. Oh, I, I was going to say, let me get this for, out, but you go ahead. week one. Yes. Uh, which which I, I'm sure I can let you get into that week <laughs> one performance because the Bucs have been on a tear uh, since that week one game. And the Buccaneers, really, before that Giants game, I mean, they had big wins. Yes. One, one was a huge blowout against the Packers, uh, whereas the Saints haven't been able to pull away from anybody. Even if Michael Thomas can or cannot play, I, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's playing. I think he's out. Uh, you did mention Kamara. I think they can definitely stop Kamara on the ground, but he's been a force through the air. I do feel like Drew Brees and company can find a way to keep up with Tom Brady, but here's what it's going to take. It's going to take not as bad of a first-half performance as we saw on Monday night against the Giants. They only scored, what, six points, I think, in the first half? First time Brady's been held without a touchdown um, in the first half since his rookie season. Big stat. That's huge. Uh, and here's the thing. Brady hasn't been throwing interceptions, and I don't expect him to start throwing interceptions now. Uh, but I'm going to bank on that the Saints play mistake-free football, and they're able to find a way to stay in this game. All right. Talk to me about week one. Week one. You know, I heard someone say something like, why didn't Brady run those plays in week one? I've heard that from at least three analysts. Everyone, remember, Brady, new offense, short offseason. Yeah. We are running safe plays all game, no communication with receivers <clears throat> since week two or uh, since week three. Robert Gronkowski has averaged at least thirty-five yards through the air. That is huge. Thinking about how he went ghost those first two weeks, Tom Brady's starting to find his targets. Mickens, this kid had a, show, a, a coming out party. Now Brady has a speed receiver. We thought it'd be Scotty Miller, and. I, I'm not going to disrespect Scotty Miller like a lot of people have. He's been playing well. He's been playing well. But Mickens offers something different. He has speed on the perimeter. He has speed He has speed going between the tackles. He, uh, excuse me, between the secondary. And then you get Godwin back. This will be a 8-10 point game. And, and, and it could be me being a homer. But I just love watching. Hey, all watching, the money went to the Bucks. Love, Yeah, love watching Brady play that second game. Week 1. <clears throat> when you embarrass Brady or you beat Brady in the playoffs or and, and you get to see him again or you, you beat him that first time of the season, Brady comes out with a vengeance. Look for Brady to have a monster game. Brady only threw for like 270 yards last game. Yeah. And in and, and a lot of that were big. He had a lot of big plays. Yeah, I think since I think since week one, he's got 18 touchdowns, one interception. Yep. Um, he's looked really good. All right. Agree to disagree on that one, my friend. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. The Seattle Seahawks, who we have just been savants uh, oh about over the past couple weeks, whether we're picking against them or picking for them, the Seahawks have been good to us at the Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks are three-point favorites here. I'm on the Seahawks, minus three. If it ain't who broke, do like? don't fix it. I'm taking the Seahawks, Miles. Let me tell you one thing, and I'll let you get into it. Yeah. <clears throat> one thing about the Seahawks, they play opponents who try to play their game this season. Every Seahawk win, they've had opponents who try to play that, let let the quarterback handle it. We're going to score. We're going to throw the ball around. If you think about Seahawks last year, 
they pounded you down. Not this year. They have targets out the wazoo between Moore, um, Speedy Metcalf, Lockett, Greg Olson. Buffalo will kick themselves in the foot at some point. Yes. With Josh Allen, who's come to turn out to be a turnover machine as of late, it will get away from them. That's what I have to say. So that, that's what I like about the Seahawks here is that they make you play their brand of football. Yes. And this year, it's letting Russell Wilson be quite possibly the best player in the league. Yes. And there's a reason. Listen, the, the defense is definitely vulnerable. But part of that is because the Seahawks score so many points. Yes. And they force your offense onto the field down a possession. or down. And to me, Arizona is the only team that was up to that challenge. Yes where they had that offensive firepower. The Bills do not have the firepower. Don't talk to me about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and John Brown. You got to go against Russell Wilson. And DK Metcalf is a man right now. Stud. An absolute man. And then he, not to mention Tyler Lockett. They, it's like pick your poison with them. Yeah, and they, they're doing all this without a running game. Yes. I think they're down to their sixth string yep. running back in DJ, DJ Dallas. Dallas. From Miami, yeah. So the running game's not going to be a factor. They're going to let Russell Wilson throw the ball 50 times. The Bills aren't going to be able to keep up. I got some straight up records here that I really like. Hit me. The Seahawks are 10-2 and two in their last 12 as road favorites. And on the other side, the Bills are 2-9 and nine in their last 11 as home dogs. So I'm liking those straight up Ooh. records. Why do I bring up the straight up records? Wait, because did you say 2-9? Two and nine. I only dug as deep as two and five. Yeah. Holy about crap. That? Two and nine uh, in their last 11 as home dogs. Uh, the Bills are 0 and four against the spread in their last four games after starting the season three and one against the spread. They came back down to reality. They should have lost that game against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where they were three and a half point favorites last weekend and they couldn't even cover that against the Patriots. Yes. So I'm not taking them here, even plus three, because I think that the Seahawks, again, I, th- I think the Seahawks have the ability to beat anybody by double digits. But as you said, it's going to come down to the mistakes. Yes. And I'll tell you who's not making mistakes right now is Russell Wilson. Nope. But who will be making those mistakes is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense. Oh. All right, what's next? Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens, one and a half point favorite versus the Indianapolis Colts. Miles, I'm going with Baltimore Ravens. Let me tell you why. Indianapolis Colts are a mirage. They prey on the weak. They go out there and they beat teams 42 to 15, 20, whatever weirdo number. They have yet to play a powerful defense with a high-powered offense. Baltimore, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six November games. Why I say this is because we are around that time of year that it takes you from being a top dog. Everyone can be a top dog after the first four games of the season. But this is where you, you, you look at depth teams that are deep, teams that are play defensively sound. That is the Ravens. I like getting one and a half here and everyone can say what they want about Lamar Jackson. They almost won that game against the Steelers. Yep. You heard me last week. I said the Steelers were a better team, but the Baltimore Ravens almost proved me wrong. Yeah. And uh, they found a way uh, to stay in that game. Keep it close. The Steelers barely ended up covering the spread. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Uh, I was already going with the Ravens here at minus one and a half, but what I wanted to point out with what we've talked about the Ravens. So from what I can remember, we called it right last weekend where we knew the Steelers were the better team. The Ravens still almost won the game, uh, but the Steelers cover. And then uh, I think it was Monday Night Football earlier in the season when it was Chiefs and the Ravens. And uh, you picked right picking the Chiefs against the Ravens. All right. So I just wanted to point that out, that I think there's a lot to be said about picking teams correctly. And I'm going with the Ravens here minus one and a half. They opened up at minus four. 
or I'm sorry, they started at minus three. They were bet to minus four. Now they're all the way down to one and a half. Yep. And a lot of that, as you mentioned, is all of a sudden there's a lot of shit talk about Lamar Jackson. I mean, listen, his stats or not stats, his rankings are not great. No. I mean, he's in the bottom of the league in a lot of rankings, but don't uh, start giving up Lamar Jackson just yet, especially when we're talking about just normal regular season games. Yes, and look at the teams that they lost to. Yeah. We know that Earl Lamar Jackson doesn't play against well against good teams. Yeah. We've been saying that all season. Yes. He doesn't show up against uh, good teams. He doesn't play well against really good teams because they find a way to hone in on his weaknesses and capitalize. Yes. But with the Colts, as good as the Colts' defense has been, and I know it's been great, the Ravens are not losing this football game. No. And they're not letting 89-year-old Philip Rivers... Rivers Dismantle them. Thank you. And Rivers hasn't been playing at a high level. No. They've just been finding ways to play mistake-free football and let their defense <clears throat> work against weak opponents. And what bothers me about this about Rivers is a lot of his yards come from these BS screen plays. Great play calling, but it's against these terrible defenses. I'm sick of this. People, oh, the Colts are back. Back, baby. We don't need Andrew Luck. Nah, dog. Y'all getting knocked down in reality. If you would have told me a couple weeks ago that I was it was only going to be minus one and a half in this game, you would take that every time. Yes. And I'm not betting against the Ravens two weeks in a row because I still feel like their defense plays in an elite level. And I still feel like Lamar Jackson can play at a high level, especially in these regular season games yes. against uh, middle-of-the-road opponents. Yes. And the Colts are not elite, folks. I don't care about the record or care about the performance. They're not an elite football team. No. So give me the Ravens. All right, what's last? Last, we're going to end this with a game I'm very excited about, and it's going to be my game of the week. The Miami Dolphins <laughs> versus <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are a four-point favorite. Miles, whatever glitters ain't always gold. Listen, I was on the Dolphins last week. And you were right. I, I had Dolphins in pretty much any way you could have bet them. This is not the case this week. I'm on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. There's no way Kyler Murray is getting turned over as much as these last few quarterbacks have, have been turned over by, by the Dolphins. It's really been inexplicable. Yes. And before we get into it, I'm with you, man. I'm on the Cardinals minus four, and I think it's uh, not enough points. No. All right? I'm not saying that Tua didn't play well last week, but I'm saying the kid only threw for 93 yards yes. and a touchdown. He didn't really have to do much. Fumbled on his first possession. The Rams went up 7 nothing, and they still couldn't win the game. Yep. The Rams, what happened to the Rams? I mean, the Dolphins just found a way to make them look horrible. And again, uh, if you went with history last weekend, then the Dolphins, you know, that, that that was on the side of the Dolphins. The Rams never play well in Miami. Now we're talking about the Cardinals coming off a bye. Yes. This line opened at minus five and a half because all the money went on to and the yeah. Dolphins. Uh, they're a really hot pick right now, which is why I have no problem backing the Cardinals here, minus four. Also, the Dolphins are hot against a spread pick. Dating back to last season, they're seven and two against a spread in their last nine. I still don't care about that. As I said, Tua, you know, he didn't give me enough to to show me that he can run with Kyler Murray in his second start of the season, his first career road start. Yes, Miles, 100%, and I, rightfully so, I watched that game start to finish. His receivers are trash. Preston Williams, sorry. Overrated, man. You could I've been not, saying that for years. He, he doesn't have that next, like, Preston Overrated. Ray, he's a solid receiver, but he doesn't have that second gear. He doesn't have, he doesn't get separation he, he, that's this Tua likes receivers. I remember I texted you and I was like, Tua misses his his Alabama receivers because every ba- mm. every receiver that Saban recruits has that separation gear, whether that be because they're a pristine route runner or they have world class speed. Preston Williams lacks that. Also, Arizona Cardinals def- rush defense is very good. So now you're yeah. gonna get 
and down a distance a lot, and you're going to have to have Tua throw the ball to these. Don't get me wrong. I think Tua will be a solid quarterback, but they need better receivers. Bateman, are you going to get drafted by by the Dolphins well, or something? And all the injuries uh, in the backfield for Miami too. So yeah. they're they're without a run game. Uh, so again, uh, ev- everything points here to uh, don't back the Dolphins. Don't buy into Dolphins hype. Uh, a car- the Cardinals are another team that we've been doing a good job of picking them either against or for. Yes. And sit back and watch the Cardinals win this game by 10+. plus. Also, Dolphins' top corner is a little banged up. We don't know if he's going to go. I assume he's going to go, but you think you're going to put your banged up corner on DeAndre yeah. Hopkins? And I, I would assume that all the money is going to the Dolphins, not just because of Tua, but because of how well the Miami defense has been yes. playing. But as you said, Kyler's not going to fall into those traps that no. these other QBs have been falling into. And t- Kyler's got a guy who can move the chains without having to force it. We said this time and time again. Watching Jared Goff, he makes the throws that the coach sets up for him. But once he gets past those throws, he stinks. Exactly. And that's what Miami exploited. Yes. And they forced him into those mistakes, and they proved time and time again that Jared Goff, that's who he is. He yep. is a system quarterback. And if you, you you throw him off his game and you throw him off those plays and out-coach him a little bit, yep. then they're going to be put in situations where they can't make plays. Whew, another... Uh Another great session of talking yes. football. Always love talking football. Always Good love luck you guys listening. Listen, guys, I'm going to say this now because I don't know if I've made it clear enough. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, Miles on Sports or Mr. Brad Thomas. We know you guys are listening. So let's ask the let's questions. Let's get some dialogue going. Let's, let's get to going. You know, I appreciate you guys listening. We see the views. The views are going up. But let's talk because uh, – we're excited to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download the podcast on YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, might not be anymore, so Apple Music works for us. Take care.